0: Good evening, good morrow, and good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Smoke Down. We have a a delightful guest. Welcome, Aura. How are you doing
1: today? Uh, I am just doing amazingly this evening. It is Friday. I do have a job, and I do have shit to do. And it is this right now. I'm so excited to sit here and talk about some some stuff that just illuminates my heart. It just makes my inner child sing. And I'm so excited to be here this evening. How are you doing?
0: I am fantastic, fantastically high, as always. Best way to <laughs> be for any of the, the, the depthing conversations we shall have. Because these are words. <laughs> Just for the record, we live in Colorado. <laughs> Fuck that. We live in, I don't know, pick an illegal state. <laughs> I don't know. We'll keep it, we'll keep it controversial. No, so what we're doing today is we're continuing one of our favorite series, which is Myth Maketh Magic. We like this because, I mean, to be honest... We've all been affected and moved by stories of our past, stories that we see in media, movies. We, we like them, but oftentimes we're, we're given some rule that this can't be real, that it must mm-hmm. be a movie. And as such, it's not where we are to derive life lessons, values, or spiritual understanding. But we say nay. No, we say absolutely
1: fucking nay. Like, truth is stranger than fiction, and all fiction's inspired by truth. All of it is rooted in the same story being told over and over again. So if you find that piece of yourself in Naruto, if you're up in here doing all of the fucking jutsus and stuff, There's a lot of hand gestures that you can't see. Or if you're, yeah, you can't see. Or if you're like me and you are a Keyblade wielder or you're a Gryffindor or what have you, if you if this resonates with you in a way that goes beyond just a story, there's so much power in that because that's imagination. That's how we recapture our youth and that's our proximity to God. Facts. Big city
0: facts on a short yeah. city bus on its way to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> so uh what what are we talking about today what what myth maketh the magic that we shall break down
1: so today we are talking about one of my all-time favorites and let me tell you this for me started everything i remember being like seven eight years old in neo show at my grandpa's house getting pokemon Blue and pokemon yellow at the same time and like this little strategy guide that had mew in it too and i was just like wow So we're talking about Pokemon, like that was like a formative part of my life, and there was a gap here where a few years actually where I I didn't fuck with it that much, or at all, really. Yeah, the best generations, it seems. I mean, the best are that's that's up for debate. I don't know about
0: the best. It is noteworthy. I will give I'll give Cynthia that. You may uh, be a master ball wielder, but I am a master debater, (laughs) and as such, I shall not lose. (laughs) All right, Cynthia's cute. I will give her that. Her black outfit is everything. Her Garchomp is is massive. We're going right. to hit it till it quits. Okay, so, or break it down. What exactly is the the, the Pokemon universe for those dweeds who don't know what we're talking about? If you've, unless
1: you've been living under a rock for literally like 27 years, or if you've not lived that long, or if you've just never gone outside or on the internet, Pokemon is like, is the number one media franchise in the whole world. Like, it is, it is massive. And it's this whole expansive universe where beings that are basically made of, like, life material, like, aura, like, spirit, live alongside people. And they wield certain powers and abilities, and they they have a, a certain sacred status amongst people, at least most people. We do have our adversaries that you put them Pokemon as tools or a means to an end, just like humans always do in some kind of piece of writing. It's always a resource being exploited that is destructive. But generally speaking, people in Pokemon live codependently. Like, they are basically one and the same. And I feel like a lot of themes that's explored in the show with Ash in particular, and his Pikachu and his Greninja, and if you don't know what those are, again, I don't know what rock you've been living
0: under under on what planet. Uh, <laughs> when you hear names that you don't understand, realize that this is a character, a game, a pocket monster. Yes. Pokemon, that breaks down to pocket Pocket monster. monster. And you can compare them
1: kind of like uh, what do you call them, not Kaiju, those are the giant. Um, what are the spirits in Japan that are venerated
0: uh the oh <sighs> fuck, what are they called? um I forget what it's called diddle me, Batman. uh I almost wanted, I wanted to say Kaiju, no, uh, no it's the mokai mokai. yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Mokai. Is it Yokai? Yokai. Yokai. Jesus Christ! We got one blonde it. in the room. but you it. think. There's two.
1: Uh, okay, whatever. Don't be talking about me. Uh-huh. But they're, <laughs> similar to Yokai, like there are some Pokemon that are derived directly from Yokai. Uh, but that that's sort of like the the relationship, like with Yokai and people. their relationship is it's a part of life. Same thing with Pokemon.
0: So, when the, what separates the Pokemon world from our world? What's the primary distinction? Because we see elemental correspondence and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, you know, fish belong to the water, birds to the... I mean, we have to hear what, what's mm-hmm. the difference between a pocket monster.
1: I feel like magic, generally speaking, is very subtle. And magic in Pokemon is very bombastic. Like, it's all about the flashbang. It's all about the caricature. Uh, the spirit behind what's being done. So you take a, let's say, for example, uh, a Persian, who G.R. has a Persian, and that's basically, like, his familiar. That's always with him. Their, their relationship is, it just is. Like, there's okay. no explanation to be had. And I feel like with... There was a time, we've talked about this before on the side, but there was a time in the past in the Pokémon world where there was no difference between people and Pokemon. Like, they were just one and the same. And it's still sort of like that, but there are very clear lines drawn with cities and things like that. But our role is much the same. You know, at at one point, we were more integrated with nature, and now we
0: feel like we have climbed beyond it. So where does the relationship begin with the individual protagonist in in the Pokemon universe? Like, where, where do we... As our own main characters fall into you, this universe, because we mentioned in the beginning, like there's Naruto, you know, we've got mm-hmm. all these different myths. But where do we fit in the individual? Because you've got, yeah, I know, I know, there, I know Ash Ketchum. I have yeah. lived only slightly under a rock, um, <laughs> emanating in the, the, the these places. Who's the main character in the Pokemon world?
1: I think when you look at the spirit of the games, it depends on what you look at. But when you think of Pokemon, at least when I think of Pokemon, I think of the games. And for most people, that's what they look forward to, like the next thing being, is the next set of games. So in that sense, everyone is the protagonist in that you are the one that goes through this, on this journey. You travel to these cities and these towns. You encounter these entities, these forces, um, these great Pokemon that shape the whole continent. You come across them, you meet them, and you engage with them in a meaningful way. You partner with them, you make them your comrade. That's the whole point, is to be comrades, is to discover them, to have a relationship with them.
0: Okay, so what's the antagonist then? So establishing our main character. Because mm-hmm. who, who, we talked a bit about, you know, exploitation of resources. What, who's the bad guy?
1: Well, the bad guy is, it's pretty narrow in the story, but I like to look at it as any party, any person, any group or entity that seeks to exploit Pokemon in some way or exploit the Pokemon world. Okay. and that that's a thematic premise that we can see echoed across all fiction because it's fact. It's myth maketh mag- magic, and it's people that exploit the spirit of Pokemon that use them as weapons, as tools exclusively. They don't see them as living beings with feelings and hearts that communicate with us. They understand people Pokemon do. They, it may not be the same in reverse always, but they're still at a certain point if you go close to your Pokemon, you can communicate with them without even having to speak.
0: Okay, so with when this it was introduced, I mean, this is such a, a growing point of one's own you know, internal headcanon, that, right. that, that fan fiction. What, how did Pokemon affect you? What myths made hmm. magic for you in your world then to now?
1: Okay, so let me tell y'all, I'm a very... He's a nerd. I'm, uh, uh, <laughs> I believe I was speaking. <laughs> and I was saying... <laughs> I I loved, especially as a kid, I loved, like, categorizing things. Mm. I think it's, like, a way that kids kind of parse out existence and discover distinctions between things. As, As a kid, things are all, like, it's all fast. Go, go, go. It's all blurred colors. And as we get older, there are more and more clear lines drawn. Like, my yard, your yard. My car, your car. And... As a kid, I always put myself in the position of being like that champion, of being the one at the very end that's the most powerful, the most revered, and the most significant. Like you look at what a champion is, a champion usually is the most powerful Pokemon trainer in whatever region that they're in. And that's the whole point of the game. That's when you've beaten the game is when you've become the champion. And beyond that, you can collect all the Pokemon and do all this stuff and all this post-game, what have you, but the whole spirit is being the champion. Okay. And in the show, the protagonist is Ash. And his journey is about having that relationship. It's about exploring and deepening that connection with Pokemon. And that's why he's able to do the things that he does, because no one else does it. So what exactly does he do
0: that others don't?
1: He doesn't see a distinction between himself and Pokemon. He will put his life on the line for a Pidgey. And when you think about what you would do for someone on the street that needs help if someone's hurt you would hopefully if you aren't like evil incarnate you might you might feel inclined to to help them if someone that truly needed help Uh, and that's how he is a pokemon is he's all about building that trust and that love and that connection that unifies all things not just what gives them the ability to, to shoot lightning bolts and shoot fire and wield all this arcane energy it's not really about that for him he does love battling he loves that fire and that passion but it's not about winning
0: i guess i think that's the only image i have of ash is him in battle to be honest He, he loves that he loves that dynamic with him and his pokemon like working together to accomplish something okay so let's talk then about kind of into the myths that make magics when we're dealing with the, the the rules what mm-hmm. constructs the universe of pokemon right cuz obviously mm-hmm. we we aren't here. this doesn't mirror mm-hmm. look like any judeo christian thing that i've seen before at least cuz uh, i have to no. stitch it, i gotta do some work <laughs> although that could be argued right when you look at the mythos within the pokemon world to tie that podac- tie yeah. that back to potential varying monotheistic views with yeah. like the RCS character as yeah, the all like the
1: primordial creator of the nasty whole voice
0: motherfucker it was terrible terrible. (laughs) oh my god that was worst voice acting i've ever seen so yeah so yeah tell me what is the what is what does the pokemon world what is it bound by what is it controlled by so i feel like the
1: moment that it's arceus or arceus i usually say arceus just because i had an app on my nintendo 3ds that said that arceus so i was like okay i guess it's arceus i don't know, whatever. But the first Pokemon, the first being in the Pokemon universe, when he hatched from the primordial egg, he emitted this light that was cast everywhere, and in order to constrain that light and to give it a form, he created Dialga and Palkia to bind it in space and time, and then from there on, there are, I saw a whole ass flowchart on the Pokemon origins and genealogy and like the the Lake trio were created from Dalga, Palkia, and Giratina, and uh, ho was connected to Xerneas. It's a whole thing. Okay. But I feel like what supports all that existence is what gives Pokemon their power. Okay, what's that? And and it's basically just like a... It's like a light. I don't really know how to describe it. They call it aura. They call it different things, and they don't call it anything. Okay. It's very ambiguous, but if you look at the first Pokemon movie, and this is a good example, when... Spoiler alert, if you care. If you You
0: haven't seen it yet, first of all, what are you doing? Go watch it. Go learn the definition of the word yeet and yeet yourself off of your plateau of ignorance. Into the pit of Pokemon, because it's amazing in here.
1: in the first movie, (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had like a soundboard. Oh my god. Um, The first movie, there's this scene where Ash, the protagonist, ends up turned to stone. And all these Pokemon that are surrounding them watching it all cry. And their tears all coalesce into this light that purifies him and heals him. Mm. Like, that's what that is. Okay. Like, that's that in action. It's not just the battle. It's that,
0: too. Okay. So, we're going to crack open a book. This is a book that's never yet been before seen or existed on a shelf. But what it is, is the grimoire of Pokemon. It it, it takes Mm. the individual... Uh, student, adept, seeking individual, and then by the end, they're left with a system which allows them to integrate and engage with the consciousness, the energy, which is taught, symbolized, created as a gateway through the world of Pokemon. What's the first thing that somebody needs to do or would do to do that? Mm. And how does a kid make this their religion, so to speak? Not that it is to be made a religion, but anything as a system. To know Mm -hmm. God better, to know the world, to know those deeper senses of self.
1: You could view your Pokemon, your party, your big six, what have you, as parts of you. Like they're the ones that you take with you that you journey with every day. If you're on your Pokemon journey Excuse me, I sound like a call a wacky to bickle. Like a hoe that was a jazz singer. Light. But (laughs) Anyhow, (laughs) no, you. if you're on your Pokemon journey, your Pokemon that go with you are a part of you, and I view life in much the same way. So your Pokemon, you love them as if they were a part of you. So you love the parts of you that you carry with you every day, like Pokemon. You would treat them with kindness and understanding, and you would give them what they need. Mm. So if they need food, you'd feed them if they need shelter you would give them a place to sleep so in order to be a pokemon magician you would let your pokemon
0: in inside and out how do i find my pokemon right i need mm-hmm. one of them if i it, otherwise i'm just a mm-hmm. dipshit magician well it's kind of like when you choose your your first
1: pokemon in most scenarios that you see in these games is that you 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 are given a choice between three okay so what motivates you to choose one over another so that's kind of a question that you ask in situations like that, like you counter Pokemon. Do you catch it? Do you fight it? Do you let it go? I don't, I'm a pacifist. I usually let stuff go if I can, unless I'm in battle, then in which case, I mean, I got to beat your ass down.
0: But <laughs> okay, so you talked about that, you know, that original choice of three. Where do you go to make that? How do I, where, how do I, how do three that I just get to pick?
1: Yeah, you get to pick one of the three. And usually you pick the one that appeals to you the most for whatever reason. And it's like you, whenever you are wanting to approach someone in person, mm-hmm. you might you, you catch a vibe. Like there's an energy exchange there. You kind of feel each other out. And it's sort of a similar thing. Like I, I really love Blaziken. It's a mm-hmm. badass Pokemon. So I picked Torchic because I wanted to have that Blaziken. How do they
0: break those starters out? Uh, what do you mean? So with starters, right? So I understand in the Pokemon world, there's like how many different types? You're talking about in the 18? Fuck me. <laughs> This is stupid. I like, Fire, Water, Earth, and air. There's and four, you know, types. The four types. The best type in the game is... Um, yeah. probably type shuts the fuck up. That's <laughs> what I think. It doesn't ever end as amazing. reason. Uh, hoemon, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I like think I bring family in. <laughs> wow. I ain't talking about jinx. <laughs> All right, so, moving on from the shade of a dust ball throwing we have here in the studio. Um. There's <laughs> a, no, so like... of of the across the types consistently you know they break the three starter types out into Mm -hmm. into fire grass and water Mm -hmm. why do you think that is
1: i think because the they have they they're a perfect rock paper scissors scenario like one is good against another good against another good against another in a circle and the only other fun fact the only other three types that are just like that i believe it's steel ground and rock
0: Oh that sucks. That's not fun at all. No that's, that's not fun at all. It's like. not like fucking psychic and dragon. Like, you no. get to you get to fight with bright, gray, brown, or light white. Those are your choices. What the fuck is light white? <laughs>
1: it's like an eggshell. I'm
0: dark white. <laughs> That's, that's, that's accurate. These are fair things that everybody oh, can just possess. No one can possess that. So anyway. <laughs> light white. <light>. Those suck. <laughs> I understand why we were... Okay. So they break the three types up because there's that's the only good way to do Pretty it. Pretty
1: much. I, I can't think of any other reason. I guess because they're like fundamental, elemental types. Like in Japan, it's like iron, wood, water, fire... And I think Earth. I think those are like classical East Asian elements. I could be ignorant. I'm I'm going to quote you on that. Don't don't. No, (laughs)
0: that's off the record. These are East Asian elephants. Elements.
1: (laughs) This is slander. This is this is
0: slander. (laughs) I'm not feeling that. (laughs) I'm not feeling that. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> all right so i i've picked my pokemon mm-hmm. i have found my professor i've kicked mm-hmm. his balls he left me with the one that didn't mm. dangle and Damn. and cracking that bitch open i now have a pokemon what's the first step to building a relationship with it and again right you know in in, in the game but then likewise mm-hmm. as an individual how did you as a, as a person develop a relationship with something that's a series of ones and zeros like pokemon ain't real mm-hmm. not in this world yeah right but i'll be honest i love ellicott Mm -hmm. if i i I go out of my way i see i see pokemon and i and i want to catch them Mm -hmm. i have this attraction to them how where do you think this relationship comes from where do i develop that how what for? questions i feel like it it's the similar question
1: as to how you make your choice that you feel a connection with them and and the, the greater Pokemon universe. When I say that, I mean the games, the show, the manga. The manga is more like a the serious collective things. you. All of it. You form that relationship by traveling with them, by living with them, by giving them the part of you, which is your your time and your attention and your love. Okay. That can. There are certain trainers in the show that can deliver instructions to their Pokemon without having to say anything, mm. which you don't see. They can just give a, a wink or a nod, and then they do the thing. Mm. Versus everyone else's, like, fire blast. And it's... Donkey kick. It's like in Harry Potter. It's like verbal magic
0: versus nonverbal magic. Okay, so there's a difference in that kind of... But how do I build that up, right? So, you know, I've never played Pokemon in the world, but this relationship you Crackers are talking about sounds fantastic. So, how do I develop it? (laughs) Take advantage of words that have yet to be canceled. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> you the one of the easiest ways is to battle, as battling is like shared trauma. <laughs> so it's like that. That's how you really. Fair. That's how people usually bond is through shared trauma, uh, or it's it's common, and it's one of the easiest ways to bond is through that. So I don't really think that's like the best comparison but it's still like they're they're put through hell like well while you're sitting there chilling screaming fire blasts so fair they're the ones going through it. you have to watch them versus people that live with pokemon they clean with them they just live with them that's just like it's like mr Mime and ash's mom freaky kinky the weird hand relationship with the
0: the mime to dildos and whatnot all the whole thing everybody's gonna be so confused by this statement yeah, if you, I don't think we yeah. have time to explain. I, I know, know we don't. We don't. We have to just move on anyway. from the the questionable <laughs> head cannon, which is now evidently it's, it's there. Uh,
1: but you form a connection just like you would with your pets or like your your friends. You get close to them. You do things together. You discover things together. You discover more about each other. About yourself,
0: do you think the only way that I can build a relationship up with uh, like a Pokemon, my party, so to speak, by playing the game? No, no, because I, I look at Pokemon like I love Gardevoir.
1: That's one of my favorite Pokemon because it's a Fairy type and that's the baddest bitch type ever. And
0: Psychic type, which is the second baddest bitch type. <laughs> no question. I mean, no question as to the second, but the first is lost. Indisputable. Um. <laughs> I know we play Mad
1: Libs, but okay. The Whatever. No, it's it's this just my favorite. but uh, but sucks success. We understand. It's but, okay. I mean, it takes one to know one.
0: But you um Egg Thucker. Something like Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the camera, the mic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's this that's the new name Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Uh,
0: ah, he looked at a mic. That
1: was funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but you uh, even in your, even just in your mind, even in your head cannon. in my head canon I'm I'm a champion. I'm a gym leader. I'm a breeder. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> I'm a. i am just travel. I'm in a coastal region with my Gardevoir and my fucking Bile sipping on a Mai Tai, and that's a happy place for me. Mm. So I've, I've carried this Pokemon with me since I was 12 years old. At my friend's house, my friend Alan's house, playing Emerald under the covers at like two o'clock in the morning, catching that Ralts for the first time.
0: Mm. So, would you say that that is your like? If you were, if you were gonna say your Pokemon, right? Is it? It's a Gardevoir. I want to say that, and I will say that. Okay.
1: Yeah, like, that's. I, I just love that type of combination, and that's like iconic. And I, I love Clefable. I have a few favorites. Like Pikachu is a favorite, and even though it's like fuckboy boy Pokemon. It's like the goku pokemon fuck boy pokemon
0: these are words there this is the name it's now the title of this episode it's fuckboy pokemon that's me with deliberate links to all of <laughs> all of your personal socials <laughs> so all of the pokemon haters can be like what is this and hate on like uh the hippie queen only fans actually has a bunch of pokemon illicit material you just have to subscribe and <sighs> That's a deeper channel, that's that's the towards the bottom. Of Low the key, thing. I'm serious. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna have a channel nothing but me reading erotica. Get my sex, Pokemon sense. erotica. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe not Pokemon erotica. I'm not a big fan of the like repetitive Pikachu, but oh my god, there's only like like so like the many way ways you can, like,
1: as a terrible visual image. Ugh, people,
0: and people love doing that with Pokemon, it's so weird. Okay, there's a very interesting thing that people do that with media in general, how they will connect with. Because there's like, fucking, there's a whole, uh, there's a word for it, I can't remember it, but it's in in Japan. It's a word which refers to comics or media, which is effectively deliberately drawn to be cute, but intentionally targeted for like older men or like uh, a more advanced. It's not porn, Mm. but it's like, you're going to draw them in such an illicit way that it's like, yeah, to be honest, it's a great fucking plot. Mm. It's a great plot. Um, but there were boobs out and they were having a shower with Soapy everywhere. And I'm like, hmm, was this not necessary to plot? Yes, it was. It's helped me immensely. <laughs> um, but what did... did hmm, a face to a name. It helps. Face. Faces. Faces. There were eyes, something look, something to look at. There was nothing else. Proof of it. multitasking. <laughs> there were... Are, are, in fact, I can focus on two things. At once. Oh
1: my God. I remember coming across that for the first time and just thinking, oh my God. Woo. I just feel so desensitized now.
0: Senpai!
1: Why? <laughs> Ooh. Why, though? Oh no. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this is
0: fantastic. This is fantastic. Okay, well, back into the shit. Yes. Yeah. As, as we delve into it. What is the... What, what's our gate? What's our key? Right. What, what do we give to the individual mm-hmm. who really wants to figure out how to manifest their world but via Pokemon symbology? Because it's not about the arcane, but it's mm-hmm. about what moves the individual. So how, how do I... Catch, how do I catch them all? I'm not referring to the other thing. Yeah, I
1: feel like the the first step is letting yourself have fun like just opening your heart mm. and Just playing as life is all about for adults for people for most people. It's all about money It's all about the next thing to do all about the bill to pay Or this to do that in this world that doesn't exist you're out on, you're out on your Pokemon journey Having fun, catching Pokemon, chilling in the forest, camping, innocence, just breathing fresh air, and not worrying about anything other than your bubble Bulbasaur having some food, or your Pikachu having some kibble and shitting behind that tree, like that. That is where I like to go whenever mm-hmm. I can, and it's not even like a escape thing. Has ultimately. Like, you're never really going anywhere, you're just bringing that world to you. Yeah. You're letting you, you're forming it around you. Hmm. Quite literally held in the palm of your hands. Yeah, like, it's 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 within your hands to let yourself play and have fun with life again. And hmm. it's, not, it's not even just constrained to Pokemon, it's just your imagination in general. Like, if you want to create something, whether it's like an imaginary world, or you feel compelled to go grab a dandelion, like, I'll go grab dandelions and blow them. Make wishes. I'll go find leaves. So That's like, that what dance you with was your
0: last boyfriend? <sighs> Cause, <laughs> Cause, I, I mean, called call him ass. <laughs> I was like, I mean, he was a dandy lion. Yeah, he was a... Hello, Leo. Too much credit. i to Nope. That ain't happened. Ain't nothing happened. Yet. Yet nothing. He has no shit
1: no he doesn't but that's <laughs> immaterial <laughs> speaking of immaterial <laughs> I think that like, that that is like that motivates a lot of what I do is just like letting myself play and have mm-hmm. fun and just be that kid again it's really healing to let yourself be that it's like we the older we get we squash that part of us that wants to immerse into the Pokemon world and we look at we look upon that shit with shame like I'm 30 years old and I still have Pokemon I don't give a good goddamn.
0: Like, Just we should finish the campaign. <laughs> you say Gen 4 is the best generation? I said Gen
1: 4 is The best, generation. Gen-, best generation? Gen 2 is the
0: best generation, Gen
1: 9, first of all. This Gen 2 is... Yep. Mm-hmm. This is, I don't know who Barry is. Barry's a bitch. That's okay. Thank you. Literally. Barry
0: is a bitch.
1: I don't know who Barry is, but Barry ain't got shit
0: on blue or silver. Give me some Barry Allen. <laughs> Barry Allen. Yeah, we have segued into the dangerous. Oh my god! You know what else segued? Duh. Okay, as we begin to wrap up this devious and daunting conversation, daunting. as we have, <laughs> yeah, it's <is> daunting. We. <laughs> we we're talking about balls and children's pocket <laughs> monsters. We there's nothing else we have left here but daunting danger. Mm. Or I thank you very much for your time, especially as we've gotten into another episode of Myth Make mm-hmm. It Magic. This is one of my favorite series because it's yes. it's so it's so powerful. What do you want to send them off with?
1: Well, I just want to reiterate the the message about having fun and just letting go of the part of you that that cringes like, no, fuck that. Embrace your inner cringe. Like if you want to be Lighthearted and fun and embrace that inner child do that whatever it looks like for you if it's drawing uh just doing something simple let yourself have it just be free live your life have fun mm.
0: live left love. live left bitch get that shit off <laughs> out of here and <laughs> onto to your wall we got we gotta let me just talk about ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us on this episode of myth maketh magic my name is michael moonstrong this is or a day spring. The one and the only, our favorite casting couch candidate. As it yes. goes, be well, be blessed. Go suck a dick. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you for joining us and making it this far in our podcast. Remember that if you want feedback or engagement, or likewise, if you would like to contribute to the content that we create here at Hippie Queen Productions, head over to our Facebook page. Reach out, message us, let us know what you want to see and what kind of things you'd like to engage with. Remember as well that if you're curious, if you want to learn and grow on an esoteric or educational level, we host and teach courses over at howlingwindswellness.com and over on our website, hippiequeenproductions.com. Love you, beautifuls, so much. You really are the reason that we get to do this. We appreciate your time just listening. Be well and be blessed.